0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silver Beach Ranch in the Northwoods of Wisconsin on the campus, which is also Nicolay Bible Institute, which it is. is pretty fun, uh, which is your own Bible College that we host here. And today we have another special guest. If you were tuning in last episode, he was here as well. Ethan, who's our canteen director, amongst other things, um, is here to join us. Welcome back again.
1: It's good to be back.
2: Thanks yeah. for inviting me You're again. welcome anytime. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's kind of fun because, again, when I see Ethan, I keep thinking of the relationship that we developed with uh, a group called Restoration Ministries and all those people that we we just love being with them and and love their ministry and their outreach. And you're from that ministry. And I remember so graphically how they got started, and it's so exciting to see how God has done that through the years and others. There's fruit because there's guys who grew up at camp and through the ministry, through various aspects, and that's how God works. He never really takes like one place and says, this is the only thing I'm going to use in your life. Some people think, you know, man, it's just, if they say, what's the most influential thing that happened to you? I think if you're really growing, that's going to be a hard question to answer, because God uses so many things in your life, and camping is one of them. Church is another one. Uh, You know, whatever goes on in your school, maybe. I mean, God could use all these things and put them together, and that's how growth takes place. There's not one single issue in in many respects. So camp, as we operate, we're not a church. We're trying to support the church and do what we uniquely do best, which I think is teach people to serve and to serve people. Those are the two things that we get to do. And uh, in, in in the process, obviously, serving the church. And your duties will be expanding in the future a little bit where you start working with some of the high school kids more. What will you actually be doing with them?
1: Yeah, so it uh, looks like I'll be doing a lot of our volunteer management. Um, so our volunteers are people who just they come up, they want to work whether it be a week or three weeks in the summer or something like that. Um, but they're just choosing to give their time to come up here and serve in some area of camp.
2: And you get to you get to coordinate that a little bit and work on that. We've had myself and Rich has to have done that for like forever, and a um, little while. Yeah, a little while. <laughs> I, I, mean, I even <laughs> want to count the years <laughs> at this point. It's, it's well, this is few. our
0: 55th summer coming up.
2: Yeah. So. Well, I haven't done it for all 55. I'm only 65, so that that doesn't work. <laughs> um, I, I was working that first year. Hmm. Uh,
0: You're the one who taught the original people how to do it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. By reactionary methods. <laughs> well, back when I was
2: talking with Adam and Eve, no. Uh, but but the, the, the fun part is everyone that comes here is at a different place, and they all come here for different reasons. But honestly, very seldom have I met somebody who comes up here and says, I came up here to learn to die to myself and to learn to serve others. Others, But that's our goal. How do we, how do we get it to where we get people to want that? It, it, or is that something that we, I mean, did you ever, when you were in high school, say, I just want to learn how to die to myself to serve others? Is that something that anyone actually wants?
1: <laughs> Certainly not, I don't think, um, especially when I was in high school. It was just uh, I used to come up here to volunteer in the summer, but in my mind it was I want to come up to SBR in the summer because I'll get to hang out with my friends exactly. and we'll get to be up here. I'll have some independence away from, you know, right. my family, my parents, you know, and not I'll just have a great time. Either. Not The good. independence <laughs> thing is good. The friends thing is good, but that's right.
2: not the real goal. Right. Yeah, I mean, really, he was looking for the right girl. No, I'm no yeah. <laughs> well, that, that obviously hasn't happened. Still yet. working on that. Yeah. One. <laughs>
1: um, but I think, uh, indirectly, and in me wanting to be here, to see my friends, you know, to hang out, to be independent, um, I actually think that volunteering here through some of the leadership in the areas that I volunteered in. Um, gave me a lot of what I am today. I think a lot of my work ethic was driven from not only, yes, you know, how I was raised and whatnot, but also seeing people who believed in God working in these same areas and not yelling, like it's a job being like, Hey, like you need to do this. You need to do this. It was, Hey, like just suddenly, you know, we tend to do it this way. Like it helps with this and this and all that kind of stuff. It was just, it was more in a working relationship they were coming alongside me and helping me understand why we were doing what we were doing and like better ways to do it and be driven to do it better continually.
2: Yeah, but you had to choose actually who you were gonna watch because there were other people who were here Mm. who did not work that hard, (laughs) who came here for their friends and for the independents, but not really to learn to serve and that, that gets, it's kind of like separating the sheep and goats eventually. I mean, they, they all kind of are the same size, but eventually you realize this group doesn't really want that. Hmm. And, and it's not that they, any of them really started that way. I, when I look back at how the ministry got started, my dad was obviously, I think, uh, gifted of God in, in visionary ideas. But he would never, ever be a pastor of a church that didn't use a camp properly. That was his thing. He Mm. just said, you have to have a place where you take young people so that you can train them to serve. And you also then use that service time for evangelism or whatever else it might be, but you're training them to serve, which means that you have to have older people that are up there modeling the service. Mm -hmm. And so you have older people modeling, younger people learning, and it becomes a lifestyle. But even as I was in high school, I remember, you you can pick who you wanna watch. Oh, yeah. And I could watch the ones that didn't have a good attitude and take after them, or I could watch the guys that were crazy good at what they did and follow them mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. Right. So that's the opportunity for people to come up here. And uh, any parent that asks me, you know, my kid's got to learn the value of work, is to send them to camp. Oh, you, my kids got to learn the value of a dollar. Give them one dollar. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> they learn the value of a dollar by not having money. Mhm. Yeah. Not by giving them an abundance of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, they'll never get, you know what? If you, don't, you don't make decisions on your summer employment based necessarily on how much money you're going to make in the summer. It, when I was young, you could make enough in the summer to cover your college tuition. That doesn't happen anymore. I was going to say. Not, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> That's not true anymore. Yeah, true. I'm, not, I'm not a math genius, but I do know when I was in college, you could work a very hard summer and make enough to pay for college. Mm. And that's what inflation has done. Basically, colleges and education is just getting totally out of control. Now, if somebody came up and worked all summer, uh, the volunteers are high school under college age. Uh, you can volunteer at any age, obviously. Mm. Uh, and then some that are here all summer that were training in various leadership positions, some of those are are. Uh, some paid position but if you even got paid that much you're not going to pay college off it's it's you're fortunate if you get enough spending money hmm. you know with, with the way the economy is and and the way college is and how expensive they are today so uh, a total different motivation and that's why i think people need to look at the opportunities at Silverbridge ranch in the summer and evaluate them and parents need to encourage young people to come up mm-hmm. and serve you know there may be a, a, a shortage of workers. All over the the world right now, but don't don't let it be a shortage of workers in, in the kingdom work. Send hmm. them up because the purpose of what we're doing is is not singular. We're not trying to keep Silver Birch open so that we can pay our bills. Right, we're trying to serve the church and and teach people to serve, teach people to love, teach people a, a different skill there's been numerous people who came up tried something and they end up doing it for life i don't know how many guys came through nbi one year and became carpenters Hmm. you know they're building houses today and doing different (laughs) things yeah you know mechanics program guys like yourself you come up you start dabbling in different things and
1: i mean it it's insane the amount of things i've learned up here that just like there's like common skills like chopping wood was one of the first things i remember in high school like we did that for like a week straight yep and it started off with snapping you know the the actual part of the axe off like so many times (laughs) to like having having to have dan come over and be like this is how you do it and he would do it one-handed with a flicker of a wrist and chop through you know a four foot thick tree yep. you know yep. <laughs> and
0: then we and then we had a storm we handed you a chainsaw and said here's how you do it yep that that's how I,
1: that's how i ran a chainsaw for three weeks yep. like that i yep. dug like you know fences and stuff like that it was all like these life skills that like i thought to myself well there's basic stuff like anyone could do yeah. this but like you learn it here Yeah, and I don't, i'm very grateful for those experiences and all the knowledge that was shared with me even at like a younger age they I carry with today That's right
0: and I think even one of the things I learned because I grew up you know as soon as I was old enough I came to volunteer here it was just in the culture of the church I grew up uh, at the same church that um, Dave grew up at right and it, it was the same mentality you know it was the same mentality that we had in in the youth groups back at home and then that transferred up here to camp but one thing that that I learned young about serving is is it's not about you. It's just about the bigger picture. And so regardless of whatever it is, it's like, all right, I need to do this well, you know, and learning that at a young age, then I noticed that as I got older, whatever job I had to do, as long as I put my effort into it, oftentimes, you know, it helped me succeed more. Not that I was, not that I learned it to succeed, but almost like you said, Ethan, it taught you like basic life skills that as a, a general worker whether you're going into ministry or not whether you're going into carpentry whether you're going into being a nurse Like learning how to serve other people and having that as the goal then I think innate it helps you Learn the core behind any job and it creates an ethic in you a work ethic where it's like, you know what, I'm willing to do anything right. because there's often times like you probably sign up for maintenance, hmm. you know which on maintenance, it's like a plethora of things. You mm. might do garbage run. You might chop wood. You might go plunge, you know, help plunge toilets. You might help with, like, it's it's like the catch-all. But it's almost like that's anything at camp nowadays. Oftentimes, we borrow people, you know, to help with different scenarios. And it, and it teaches you that, you know what, we didn't hire you just for this job or ask you to come for this job. We helped you to see the bigger picture. We're all a team. Let's do this together. Right. You know, and I think that helps you realize then how that even benefits other people in that relational aspect
2: right well it's, it, it's interesting because as you say that you realize a place a ministry like silverberg ranch is about knowing christ making them known serving the church having people here but people are here 24 7 when they're here that, yeah. there's a lot to be done you have to feed them you have to provide medical care you have to i mean there's all kinds of things we have to do when people are here and anyone that's on our staff does multiple things, even though they have a, a singular responsibility at something. Oh, yeah. they, they're also doing, like, as, as we're talking to Ethan, he's running our canteen, trading post, that kind of thing. Well, we're also gonna have them work with the volunteers that come up do this. Do, okay, well, how are you gonna get all that done? Well, you're gonna learn how to be good at administrational skills and how to teach people and, and watch them and make them successful. What's really cool is, as you get older, you realize The more I make other people around me successful, the more God will use the place I'm working at and the bigger it actually gets. Because a lot of ministries are are limited because one person has to have the say in everything. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works. The body of Christ needs to be evident. There needs to be people that are fingers and toes and elbows and knees, all that stuff. And, And those of us that are overseeing it mm-hmm. need to be excited about that and uh, i tell mbi students every year which is nicolay bible institute students you know there's so much here for you to experience go experience it go in your free time go work over in the shop learn mechanical stuff go you know when it's time to to uh, the maintenance guys they all learn do you know how to drive a skid steer yeah yeah, who would have thought? Huh? Uh, yeah, I uh, learned that here. <laughs> yeah, uh, so so there you are. You know, likewise, when the storm came, I'm sixty, you know, four years old or whatever then, and I spent weeks in a skid steer, and I'm thinking, well, I know how to start it and move it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, now I can do it, you know, with my little finger and my my hands tied behind my back. Almost, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like right. You can learn this stuff, and you can learn it at any age, and and we ended up now. Grooming our cross country ski trails with a skid steer, and I got that responsibility. So I'm out there grooming trails when it gets <laughs> snowy. There you go, because I know how to run this thing and because I love to ski. And before you know it, you say, Well, I kind of like that. Hmm. Um, I mean, after all, it's beautiful out here, I might as well be out in the woods doing something that I love to do. Yeah, but you never quit learning, mm-hmm. so every day is an adventure.
1: I think a lot of it is like action, too, because it's like when you're at home in a church and you hear, like, oh, someone's going through this, like, uh, they're having a tough time. You think, oh, like, I'm going to pray about it, which is a great thing. You know, you should pray for people. But I think that's something that camp did for me was, like, someone's going through this. It's like, all right, what do we do? Like, right. how can we help? Like, he can do this, so let's do that. So it became no, more, no longer like a, oh, like, let's pray for them, like, pray for their family, which you should do. But it became I'm going to help them because I can. Right. You know? And so it's like if there's a problem, I know how to handle it. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna take action. Mm -hmm. You know, service became a real thing instead of like a if you want to, you can sign up for this. It was like, no, I want to serve because I want to serve the people who need help. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing for Cam for me.
2: Yeah, and and again though remember and I, I compliment you for this, but you were looking at the right people. When I was uh, growing up here still, uh, you know, when you're young and you're watching the high school kids, if you're younger, or the college kids that are here, you see those who avoid work at all costs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then you see those who seem to serve at all costs. And I can remember even when I was, you know, 12 years old, I'm watching some of the older high school kids or college kids that are here and they're serving. And I remember in my brain not asking it aloud because I'm supposed to know the answer to those things Mm because I grew up in the church, but I would ask, I wonder why they do that Mm. because that group does everything they can to not do anything. I wonder why they do, they look for ways to serve people, and they're actually happy. Mm -hmm. I I remember thinking that as a kid. It's like they're happy, and they're doing it. Those guys are miserable, and they're always trying to get out of work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I put them together, and I thought, I'm going to be with that group. I'm always going to try and find something to do. And to this day, I think I'm happier if I'm in a dining hall wiping down the tables than waiting for somebody else to do it, mm-hmm. you know, it, kind of thing. And it's, it's a simple thing. And, uh, and my dad then taught me as I went along that, you know, those people that actually love God and love other people, they do leave their space clean. And I looked at him like, oh, yeah, you're trying to get me to... No, because you're thinking of who comes behind you you don't even know who it is but this is your act of love to them you leave it clean for them Mm -hmm. and I never forgot that it's like okay so you leave it clean and now I'm married 42 years and I don't want to leave the kitchen a mess Mm -hmm. because my wife's going to get up and I'm not going to leave it a mess because that's what you do when you care about people you you do things like clean the sink Right. The MBI students, when I look at them, they look at me like, "Oh yeah, I expect this 65-year-old guy to say that." You just want us to clean up, just like I did with my dad. Right. You know, until I saw that, no, that's actually the happy people. Mm. Those are the people that actually care. They they actually go out of their way to make sure the next group, whatever. Um, Well, my dad, he started a a camp in the southern part of the state. I was five years old when he left it. He left it for the very last time. I can remember him leaving it. And before he left, he was sitting in the vehicle. The vehicle was running, and he said, "I, I just got to finish something." And he went into the chapel that they had just built. And it took quite a while. And he came out, and I'm, what'd you do? Uh, there was a couple wires yet that I didn't finish putting together. I want to make sure that when I left, it was done. Mm. And I thought, as a kid, I'm thinking, "So what? You're not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Let them finish it." Yeah. Right. That wasn't his attitude ever. It was, no, the people that come behind me, that needs to be done mm-hmm. for them because I, I represent God. And, and Jason and Ethan, you guys get the chance to demonstrate um, what that looks like. And, and in this room right now, it's great because Jason, you're a guy that Ethan came and worked under. Mm-hmm. And so he got to see that, and yeah. now he gets to do that. And and you just watch that through the years, and it could be generation upon generation of people that are influenced because people know how to serve. Yeah, it's really that simple. And anybody can serve. That's the really cool part. You just got to find out. You you like to put them where their giftedness is. Yeah. But even if they're not gifted, you know, I I remember years ago somebody told me they weren't gifted at plunging toilets, and I said nobody is. Here's the plunger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, go there and do it anyway. Right. Nobody's gifted at digging ditches, there's shovels. Go there and dig, Hmm. you know, if we need one. There are certain things you don't have to wait to be gifted for, and there are other things where you do. So the the challenge is really out there for your generation, especially as as I look at you as a young guy, Ethan, because once again, I think more and more in Jason's position, they expect him to be that way. More and more in my position at my age, easy to dismiss an older guy saying you need to die to yourself mm-hmm. it just is but it's impossible when you do it yourself and you say it and you do it and that would be for any young people listening you get to the point where you start doing
0: yeah.
2: your christian life and and uh, sometimes i'll just tell the, the kids in class when they leave it, go love god and do it in public
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know in other words just go and do what's right and people will look at you and go hmm not say anything right but you're setting the stage for the future
0: yeah.
2: and uh, and that's what I just love about this ministry through all the years that I've been here um, guys my age oftentimes get together and talk about oh, you know what are you thinking about retiring in fact last weekend somebody came and said you know you got to slow down you're gonna get you're gonna be overtired one day it's like I'm, I've n collapse at I am <laughs> 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 Um
0: Well, you know, going along with it, I think young people actually see when when people do it genuinely. Right. You know, like I even think back to when I was volunteering, and obviously, as you described, there's some kids that naturally follow and some kids that it takes a little bit longer to actually see the right people to follow. But now that I'm on the other side of it, like I see like the full circle-ness of it, you know, because I work alongside of you and some of the other guys, you know, Dan, Rich, Steve, Brad, that have been here for 25, 30 years, and you guys have had the opportunity where you've seen seen both of those students, the ones that naturally went and like Ethan kind of learned and and gleaned right away. And you've had the other ones that, you know, kind of were the the silly ones, the bums and, and all that. But later on in life, oftentimes some of those even then come around and you get notes, emails, letters saying, Hey, I now realize what you did then. Thank you. Right. You know, and that to me, that's even cool thing is that it even goes beyond like what we see here in the summer you know and so living living in an intentional way like that not just has immediate impact on other people's lives it has an impact on other people's lives that you don't even know of and aren't even aware of because later on in life like you have an impact on people whether or not you're they're willing to admit it or not yep. it's just when god allows those moments to be seen by those people and then yeah. utilized in that person's life to change them yeah
2: you know, I, I don't think I'm a great fundraiser for anything that we do, because someone will come to me years ago, not so much anymore, because they know my answer if they ask. You know, how do I know your you know my money will be used? Well, and I usually say, I don't know. And then, well, why should I give it to you? Well, I mean, as far as auditing and using your money right that way, that's all gonna t- get taken care of. Yeah. But as far as changing lives, I'd love to tell you that if a kid comes to our ministry, their life will be changed forever. I'd love to tell you that. I don't know though. Right. I don't know when that if I don't know what role we're playing. Mm-hmm. That's not really the question I, I think I need to ask or anyone else does. The question is am I being faithful to God? Am I am I serving? Am I loving? Am I am I obeying God and showing people how to do that? And then I let him do what he wants with it. It sometimes you hear ministries just say, you know what, here's the proof that, you know, fourteen people came and they were all mass murderers when they left, only three were. You know, I mean, so we were very successful at what we did. It's like, you know well, maybe but you gotta wait to the end of life to know that. Right. And that's that's the whole point, is that there are all these little stations along the way. Yeah. And and the faithfulness, whoever's listening to us, you need to develop a mind frame where you you get up in the morning and you look for God to use your life that day. Mm-hmm. And he may use it at the grocery store. You may use it if you're a school teacher in school. If you're a student, at, you know, at school, may use it in your workplace. You may, use, but you're looking for God to use your life. Yeah. And and so when that happens, you begin to serve people because you realize, I'm I'm just standing here. I need to go and serve. Yeah. So you're the one that's maybe doing more than anybody else at work because you're the one that's saying, I want to serve. I want to be the one that. You know, gets it. And uh, it's really incredible when you see that starting to take place. So I encourage you, Ethan and, and Jason, as you continue, you have some young kids growing up. Uh, your kids get along fine with Ethan, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, they love him. Well,
2: <laughs> that's what I'm talking about right there. That's the next generation. Yeah. So his kids, believe it or not, Ethan, are going to be watching you. Mm-hmm. And that hit me a little bit, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they going to do that too. But what's really incredible is that's how God made the church. He made it so that there were significant other adults because every single young person grows up thinking at some point that mom and dad don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And when they go through that independence surge, that's when the church is surrounding them and there's other people that are saying the same thing that mom and dad are saying. Yeah. And so when they get the same message they end up growing and that's why it's important i think that we we really limit the influences in these children growing up from uh, outside media you know that kind of thing because they're looking for those significant other adult relationships because god made us to have them yeah and they, they, you know if they're picking them up from hollywood if they're picking them up you know from somewhere else then all of a sudden the rebellion and the you know, the, the, the anti fruits of the spirit, everything on the opposite side starts to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you're finding young people with everything other than the fruits of the spirit, you realize they've been listening to the wrong voice. Mm-hmm. Because if you're listening to God, you you have the fruits of the spirit in your life. Yeah, it's not that you force yourself to have it; you actually have it. So I encourage each of you: be that guy that is willing to be observed by somebody else's kids and know that the only thing that will happen to those kids if they observe you is that they will live to love God and and love other people, and their lives will be better because they knew you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a really critical um, situation to put yourself in. And why I think I went into camping in the first place is because I saw the power that came with significant adult relationships that were outside the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, for good and, by the way, for evil if you use it wrong. Yeah. Um, Because you can actually hurt a child, hurt their development by being self-centered, self-absorbed, using these kids for your own pleasure of some sort rather than uh, understand what they're about. Yeah. And that could be devastating. Um, And that's why it's important that we have guys that actually love God, love each other in leadership positions and why Silverberg's Ranch, hopefully for many years to come, will be a place where kids can come to know Christ, make them known, and develop, as you did, as Jason did, as I did. What What age did you start here, Jason?
0: Uh, I started here at 27.
2: 27 six, years old? 26, 26. 26 years old,
1: and you started? Like,
2: Full-time staff? No. Oh, as no, a kid. Oh, when a I started.
0: Kid. Oh, as a Oh, man. I started coming here as soon as I could. So what, high school was the first time I was high able school, to go? High school. And you
1: were? I think I was like fifth grade when I started camping here. Okay. And
2: I was sixth grade. So there you go. There, There's yeah. what's happened through <laughs> several years. No. And I invite those listening. Go to Org. Figure out how you can get involved. We'd love to have you join us.
0: Yeah. Because it's a great opportunity whether you want to come and camp, whether you want to volunteer, summer staff come check us out I encourage you to do that um, just to uh, get exposed to that. or even if you want to spend a year here and go to MBI I encourage you to check out Nicolay Bible Institute where you can come learn about God get a solid biblical foundation but even have the same experience of learning how to serve learn, learning how to to lead well and it doesn't matter if you're going into ministry or not we've had people that are been carpenters people that have gone into nursing people that have gone on to be worship pastors like oh, the whole gamut so I encourage you, you you know you don't have to put yourself in a box so I encourage you to check out Silvertrans.org and all of our ministries uh, but for now, this is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older. We're out of time, so we'll take care. See you next time. Bye bye.